my name is Paige Evans. I have the absolute honor of sharing with you guys today. Um, something a little bit about me is uh, I am a missionary to Chi Alpha Texas State, so I got a couple of my Chi Alpha people here, even some alums. So uh, I'm so glad you guys are here this morning. Um, I just love seeing whenever my Chi Alpha fam and my Rad fam just kind of collide in that area. Um, something else about me is I love reading. Thankfully, I love how uh, my husband and I, Kylan, uh, we have been able to get more into reading books, reading with each other, reading at different times. Um, one of my favorite things in my house is I finally have a wall-to-wall -wall bookshelf. My goal, I know, my goal is to finally eventually get a library that wraps around the whole room, like one of my pastor friends. Um, but one of the books that I have is um, this one called Deeper. It's by Dane Ortland. I actually read this book over the summer and oddly enough, finished it during our Deeper series. Um, so one of my nerdy book-loving traditions I'm starting is um, if you are interested in this book, I'm gonna have a quote from this book in a second just to kind of give you a little bit of taste of it. But if you wanna learn how to go deeper in your relationship with God in different ways, um, the first person who comes up to me after service, I will buy you that book. I would have another copy for you here, but I don't have room to have double of all my books. I don't even have enough room for my own books. Um, but I have my notes in there, so that's really special. Um, but if you want a book, if you want to try it out, I will buy it for you for free, because I always say that leaders are readers, and I think it's, if you're reading good books, you're going to want to give it to somebody. So I've had the honor of being a part of the Rad Fam for pretty much from the beginning. Um, I remember um, getting coffee with Pastor Trevor, and my mind was like, hey, Pastor Trevor's into marketing, my husband's into marketing, I'm gonna let them like nerd out, and I'm just gonna like, like just leave, or I'm just gonna like hang out, you know, because I just wanted them to be able to connect, because I thought that would be a great relationship. And then by the end of it, Pastor Trevor was like, we need production people and creative people. If you're feeling at all a calling to go help rat in this area, we would love you to be there. If you have a church, that's great, but we would love you to be part of this. And even then, me and uh, Kylan, we were feeling a stirring uh, that something bigger was coming. And as soon as we got in the car, we was like, well, who wants to say it first? <laughs> and that's how we got started with Rad. So just, it's so cool how um, our start with Radical was a very God-ordained moment. And it was so, so great to be able to get to meet all of you guys and see how our family has grown and all the different backgrounds, all the different types of people. Um, I love seeing my, my friends from California. I love seeing people from all the different walks of life. Um, but I have the, I've had the honor and the a privilege, honestly, of being here from the beginning. But sometimes when you come into a new community, um, a new set of friends, maybe a new school, maybe a new workplace, sometimes we feel a little bit like we don't fit. Sometimes we wonder, okay, where, where is my spot here? Am I gonna be able to make friends? Am I gonna be able to get into that inner circle? Sometimes we go through those insecurities. Well, I wanna tell you right now, you are vital to the Rad fam, and you are vital to the kingdom of God. You don't just belong, you just don't have a place here, but you are vital. So that's my uh, area I wanna focus on today is vital. First of all, you are vital because God created you. You are vital because God said so, and that's it, right? In Ephesians 2.10, 
It says, for we are God's masterpiece. We, he has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he has planned for us long ago. So you're God's masterpiece. Think about all these beautiful paintings that we see in museums. Uh, I have had, a, um, it's been awesome to lead the rad hiking group with my friend Emily and just go off to all the different trails around the area. And that's how I connect with God, is just seeing the masterpiece of nature, just the beauty of just seeing the trees and the deer and the squirrels. I think I saw a fox one time when I went hiking with Kylan. Like, like, who, who thought of this stuff? Like, it's so gorgeous, especially in the spring. So it's like a masterpiece. At the same time, you are a masterpiece. God has spent time um, creating your passions, your intellect, how you look, how you speak, um, all these different things that make you unique and different from everybody else, that is value. There's nothing negative about that. There's tons of value to how God created you. And so cool how similar that is when we talk about baptisms. And we're going to have baptisms later on today. Let me say this now. If after uh, the end of service, if you feel like the Lord is calling you to get baptized, but you haven't signed yet, signed up yet, that's okay. Go get baptized. Talk to Pastor Trevor. or um, Sorry, Pastor Richard. Trevor, Pastor Trevor uh, enjoys time with your family. Um, but go talk to Pastor Richard. <laughs> um, and they'll get you a t-shirt and everything else. But baptism is new creation. It's a new life in Christ. And so what makes it different from before we know Jesus to after? It's the fact that everything in your life is highlighted. Everything that God originally created for you, your passions, uh, your skill sets, your experiences, everything, they're highlighted. A great example of that is from uh, an individual who was originally named Saul to an individual who then became Paul. I'll do a quick overview with him, but Saul, he had an amazing education, grew up in a very prestigious family, um, was the, the man's man in the Jewish community. And so once he found out all these Christians who were teaching that this random person was Messiah, he was not okay with that. And he began persecuting them and throwing them in jail and killing them. Well, then God, he had an amazing encounter with God and God gave him the commissioning to know, I want you to go go make more Christians. I want you to go share the gospel. Everything you've been fighting against, I want you to go do that. And so he became Paul. Now, I love doing character studies. I love like, because I was, I was originally a journalist before I did uh, college ministry. And so I love looking at characters, uh, how the author wrote them, all the deep things behind it. And so if you look at Saul to Paul, and even as Paul uh, talk to all the different churches that he helped plant in the Corinthians and, and Ephesus and everything else like that. Um, we'll see that he's still very brash. He's vil, 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 uh, still very uh, coming up to the forefront. He is very bold. He's loyal completely. Before when he was Saul, he was loyal to uh, the Jewish leadership. When he became Paul, he was loyal to God. And so everything he was doing was highlighted because that's how God created him to be. He created him to be loyal. He created him to have confidence. He created him to be tactful and things like that. So when you become a new creation, when you're, God, you're God's masterpiece, he's already created everything in you, but it's just highlighted even more so. Uh, in the book Deeper, Dan Ortland wrote, growing in Christ is not centrally improving or adding or experiencing, but deepening. 
Implicit in the notion of deepening is that you are already have what you need. So it's not a striving. It's not, oh, I'm going towards something and then I'll have a good relationship with God. It's not, oh, I need to do X, Y, and Z before I'm enough for God or I'm enough for this community or I'm enough to get involved or I'm enough to pray for people. You already have everything that you need. Having a relationship with God is the slow, joyous, like uh, revealing of that mystery of who God created you to be. So the rest of the quote says, Christian growth is bringing what you do and say and even feel into line with what, in fact, you already are. So again, it's a how God created you to be whenever you become a new creation in Christ. Secondly, you are vital because he has a place and a purpose for you. I'm going to read through 1 Corinthians 12, 12 through 19. The human body has many parts, but the many parts make up one whole body, and so it is with Christ. Some of us are Jews, some of us are Gentiles, some of us are slaves, and some are free. But we have all been baptized into one body with one spirit, and we all share the same spirit. Now, let me give you some context here. And so there was a lot of racial, cultural, even socioeconomic divide between the Jews and the Gentiles of the, t- of the day, even between those who had grown up in the land forever and then were being ruled by the Romans. And when it says slaves, it's meaning more of an indentured servitude versus someone who doesn't owe another person a debt. And so with here, culturally, it's for this, with the people he's writing to, There are so many levels of prejudice, there's so many levels of misunderstanding, miscommunication, a lot of what we experience now. And we see this happen all the times in our world, but what this is saying here is that we are all one body. Now, it's not saying that everything about you is erased. No, it's saying that we can have that diversity within and be unified under Christ. And so we bring in all these different aspects of our lives and our experiences and our culture to make the body of Christ so much more um, just colorful and beautiful and unique. And, you know, um, it's just amazing, right? So moving on to 14. Yes, the body has many parts, many different parts, but not just one part. If the foot says, I am not a part of the body because I'm not a hand, that does not make it any less a part of the body. And if the ear says, I am not part of the body because I'm not an eye, would that make it any less part of the body? If the whole body were an eye, how would you hear? Or if your whole body were an ear, how would you smell anything? But our bodies have many parts, and God has put each part just where he wants it. How strange a body would be if it only had one part. So how weird would it be if we, everybody in radical church acted the same way, right? It would, it would be great. They'd all be glorifying God, but we would be missing so much, right? We would be missing so much that the other parts of the body can bring in. And if you think about the human body, like, yeah, some people are like superstars and they can grab stuff with their toes, but you can't hold a book with your toes, right? Now, there are some people who are, who are very, very um, talented in that way, but even then, like, 
If you tell your knuckles and hold your out in your hand, be like, hey, knuckles, what do you see? They're not going to tell you anything, right? Or if you have your ear telling it to smell something, all you're going to smell is earwax. And that's not fun, right? <laughs> like, it's not going to work. Yeah, I mean, it may work, but it's not going to be flourishing. It's not going to be colorful and beautiful and what God meant it for, meant for it to be. So we can't discredit different parts of the body, and so we can't discredit ourselves. So as you're, maybe you're new to the Rad Fam, maybe you've been here for a while, whatever it is, you are vital, you are important, you have a part in this. And you know, we can say that's the case for our Rad Fam, but the best example of that is Jesus, and how Jesus picked and uh, treated his disciples. But first of all, I want to uh, give an example in a practical way before I talk about the disciples real quick. So over here on the corner, we have uh, Pastor Tim's pedal board. That thing frightens me. I look at it, and I don't even want to look at it. I don't want to touch it. Sometimes uh, I'll help him pull in some of his rig from his car, and I will take an hour to drag that thing in because I do not want to mess it up, right? But he is so great with this pedal board and the guitar and vocals and everything else he does. Does that make Pastor Tim any more important than me? No. Does it make me any, important, any more important than Pastor Tim? No, it does not at all. We all have different things we can add in. So instead of me grabbing a pedal board, I'm gonna grab a camera or I'm gonna grab a pen. I want to grab a keyboard. I love writing. I love taking pictures of people. That's my skill set. And even then, not only just in, in church, like supporting each other the, in the body of Christ, this is also true how God uniquely made you um, and has a purpose for you even outside the church. So whenever I was a student, I had the ability um, and the honor to go serve at a um, student leadership conference. It was part of, uh, I was an officer in Chi Alpha, and I was able to go get some training in student leadership. And there was a session for the Office of Disability Services. And so obviously, I have a little bit of a physical difference, and so they let me in, it kind of fits there. And I met this girl who was similar with me who didn't have a visible difference. And see, I also have an invisible difference as well. And so her and I started talking, and we got to connect, talk about how we deal with all the different back and forth, um, people asking questions, asking the wrong questions, how to handle it on our own ways, all these different things. And so her and I really, really got connected. Now, sometimes you would think, okay, if I have an, uh, like a chronic illness, or I have chronic pain, or I've got this, man, that really sucks. Like, I wish I didn't have to go through this. And sometimes that is, that is hard. It is always hard. And sometimes the Lord chooses to heal us of it. But for me, the Lord has allowed me to continue having uh, all these different health conditions that I have, but given me grace through it because now I can use it to share the gospel. So back to the girl during the uh, student session, student leadership session thing I went to. So I was talking to her more and more, getting to trust her. Uh, she knew more about me. And we started changing the conversation to other things we are a part of. And she was like, what else do you do? Uh, why are you here? Well, and I told her, I'm actually here because I'm a student leader for this college ministry called Chi Alpha, and I lead small groups and tell girls that I meet about Jesus. And she was like, wait, you're a Christian? Seriously? And I had no clue where she was going with this. I was like, either you're going to be surprised in a good way or a bad way. I was like, so I just like, yes, 
I am? See how this goes? You know? I'm not sure what you what, what you're thinking here. And her thing was she was so surprised that I was a Christian and believed in God, even though I spent the first year of my life in a hospital, even though I had brain surgery, even though I still have a physical difference and makes it to where I have to carry a ladder with me 24-7. You know, all these different things. And she was like, How can you still believe in God after he's given you such a screwed-up life? I was like, Well, it's because I don't see my circumstances as attached to my relationship with the Lord. And because, of my, and because of that view and understanding truly the love that God has for me and how I'm, I'm, he's made strong and makes, fills in the gap of my weakness, I've been able to meet so many amazing people. And I'm now married to a husband who is, thankfully is taller than me. So that worked out, right? <laughs> you know? So, and I've been able to, again, meet all these amazing people. And it's given me a chance to share the gospel with them. And to this day, I don't know where that girl took that conversation. Um, I wish I was a little bit more spiritually mature back then. I would have asked her out for coffee to, to continue the conversation. But I got to share the gospel with her because of my hand difference, right? And so just because I don't have both bones in my forearm doesn't mean I'm any less vital than the next person, right? And it's the same thing with you guys too, right? Just because you know maybe you went to college, maybe you didn't. Maybe you have kids, maybe you don't. Maybe you've lived in Texas your whole life, maybe you haven't. Maybe you've got this job, it does not, it does not matter. Because God specifically has a purpose for you that's rooted in your identity with him, right? And again, we can follow this model because Jesus uses this model with his own disciples. All of his disciples had multiple different professions. Uh, they were from different ethnicities, different education levels, different backgrounds. There were so many different types of people, and they weren't perfect. That's the key. They weren't perfect. So let's start off with Matthew. He was a tax collector, so he worked for the Roman government, who was also Jewish. And so he was considered a betrayer of the highest kind, right? And so I love how the chosen um, depicts Matthew and the struggle he has with that. You know, we don't really know in scripture the background of why he chose that profession, but Jesus still met him where he was at and saw the skill sets he used as a tax collector as valuable for that ministry. Uh, we also have Peter, who was an everyday man who was a fisherman, who also had foot and mouth syndrome. He got himself in trouble left and right because he jumped too, too quickly and too much. But God also, or Jesus also wanted to use him in a very, very specific way. Um, the union of Thomas, who was the epitome of a critical or pessimistic spirit. So if you are a glass half empty person, we have, there's a space for you, trust me. You may not feel that way, but it's true. <laughs> and then you have uh, Nathaniel which uh, the story is in uh, the Gospel of John, but he was one of the most prejudiced out of all the disciples. Whenever he first met Jesus, he said, Nazareth, can anything come good from Nazareth, right? And then in turn, Jesus replied, behold, an Israelite indeed, in whom there is no deceit. That's the most like, hey, I still love you, bro, type of thing ever. And so I love this about Jesus is even though Nathaniel's got a lot of stuff he's got to work through, 
Jesus still loves him and calls the gold out of him. So in our communities, regardless if you get along with someone or not, you need to call the gold out of them and see them as Jesus sees them. Then you have someone who I just called James number two. In the Bible, there's a couple of times where names are repeated. Uh, there's a disciple named James that we don't really hear about a whole, whole lot, but I bring him up because he's kind of like the foot, right? He, you know, he thinks he's less than, maybe he doesn't get talked about a whole lot, but the thing is we still need those parts of the body. We need those background people. We need those guys like Jared, who's on the camera. We need the people in production. We need the people in kids, right? We need those people who maybe don't get the limelight as much, but they're so, so important to the part of the body. Finally, we have Simon the Zealot, who was a political activist. Uh, and he had this huge zeal for his country, and Jesus helped him see how he could use that zeal for the gospel. And so regardless if you're a Democrat, Republican, Libertarian, Independent, whatever all the other in-betweens are, you know, it doesn't matter, like, any of that. You are still needed here because, again, that makes the body complete and whole. So these men were far from the discipleship poster child, right? There's a lot on there. But Jesus still saw them how God saw them, how they were originally created to be. And so because of this, he worked through the hard parts of life with them. He did life with them. He spent time with them. And so because of that, after Jesus had ascended and went back to his father, these men really started the early church. Matthew, he preached in Ethiopia and Egypt. Peter established the church base in Jerusalem that so that supported a lot of the missionaries like Paul. Uh, Nathaniel preached in India and later translated the Gospel of Matthew into their language, so we needed someone like that. Thomas established the church in India. And then Simon preached in West Africa and went as far as England. And so here, the question is, what is your unique purpose within the body of Christ, right? Even though you may think, okay, well, I've got to get X, Y, and Z perfect first. No, that's not the case. What can you be obedient towards? What is God specifically calling you to do? Now, sometimes we don't really have a lot of direction of what to do. Maybe we're new to the whole church structure. Maybe we're new to using the giftings that we're growing in uh, to serve the Lord. Well, that's why I absolutely love within RAD, we have something called Growth Track. And so you start with the welcome party, you get to know RAD a little bit more, get to know your, uh, your fellow RAD fam members, and then you go into growth track where you understand a little bit more of the framework of RAD, and then you get to see what your giftings are and maybe where there's space for that, and specifically um, what areas that can meet at, right? I love seeing how Beth is our photographer today, and she is so, so good at it, right? Let's give Beth applause, we love her so much. <laughs> and so it's so amazing to see that, you know, I know Beth, you were interested in cameras before, but it's so great how her, myself, and Kion, and other people who do photography here at RAD, we've just been able to build this big community together and really help each other grow in that skill set. And I wouldn't have been able to meet Beth if it wasn't for RAD. I wouldn't have been able to meet so many people here at RAD if it wasn't for this framework of this community. Um, a really cool example of, you know, talking about how sometimes we don't really know 
where we can fit in. We know we have a place, but what is that place? Um, at Chi Alpha, we do something very similar to Growth Track. We just call it XA Life. It's kind of an introductory to Chi Alpha. And we do a spiritual gifts test. And all that does is it just shows you, hey, what are maybe some skill sets God's given you or some callings God's given you that maybe you can, you can help flush out through uh, the framework of Chi Alpha. So my friend Timmy, uh, she took the little spiritual gifts test, just a really little fun little thing. And some of y'all may know Timmy, but she is very quiet. Uh, she's very reserved. But guess what spiritual gift affinity she uh, received? Missionary. And she was shocked and didn't believe it. But I challenged her, look, this is the scriptures that support the idea of sharing the gospel in a missional way. We have something called tabling where we go out and do outreach in the quad and we share the gospel with people, invite them into community and love on them. And I was like, how about you come to the table with me every Tuesday, just for a couple hours. We'll just hang out, right? And Timmy did that. And now she's part of our first impressions team. She makes a point, sometimes she'll skip class to come to do tabling, or she'll come in early or whatever, but she loves it so much. And she would not have known that that was a gifting of hers if she had not been a part of the community at Chi Alpha and invested in it, right? So it's so important to know that we have a place here and take the time through reading scripture, through praying, for lo through loving on people to find what our purpose is that is God given, right? The other part here is knowing that you are vital. You are so, so vital here, but so is your neighbor. And so as we understand and pursue the Lord in that way, we need to pursue others and see them in the same way too. Galatians 3, 26 through 28 says, for you, are, excuse me, for you are all children of God through faith in Christ Jesus. And all who have been united with Christ in baptism have put on, um, have put on Christ like putting on new clothes. So again, there's that new creation, that newness, that refreshing there. Then there is no longer Jew or Gentile, slave or free, male and female for you are all one in Christ Jesus. So again, it, here, it's not saying anything about your personality or your culture or anything as being erased, but showing that through the uniqueness of our differences, we're united in Christ. And we have to make sure that we see and value everyone just as Christ does. So again, it's calling the gold out of people. Um, and we have to be careful because sometimes we speak so loud that we hurt our ears. And by what I mean by that is sometimes we're so focused on keeping our place, on holding on to that, that sometimes we accidentally and unintentionally discredit or even hurt another part of the body, right? And this is not just within our Rad fam, this is just in the big C church, right? So we have to make space for, we have to make space for different voices at different parts of the body to flourish. So what does that practically look like? I love seeing how on Mother's Day, Pastor Trevor brought in Pastor Caroline to speak. It's making room for other voices that aren't just quite like us. Um, I love how Pastor uh, Tim is always just uh, making room for the worship team to grow and experience new things. Uh, one of my favorite memories is I was working out over in the production area. It was the end of service. And I look over and I see Pastor Tim and my friend Sam Shutter 
sitting cross-legged around their pedal board. And I was like, I'm not even gonna try to pretend that I know what they're talking about, but I absolutely love that Pastor Tin took the time to really invest in this person who had come to Rad for the first time because they were interested in the same things. He was making space for another part of the body, right? And so we have to do the same, same thing too. What does that mean for us practically? That means, have you seen that same person walk into Rad a little bit before you? Go say hi to them. Have you seen someone posting on uh, social media that, hey, they like cameras, or um, they love loving on kids, or they're a teacher, or they're really into science, and you know that this other person is really into that? Connect them. One of my favorite things doing in Chi Alpha is finding someone who's new and not really sure of themselves and kind of setting up play dates and introducing them to someone who was, that's how I got Lori. That's how we got my friend Lori. So, fun little story. Uh, she was with uh, our friend Kendria. They were resident assistants at a dorm at Texas State. And so Lori didn't know the Lord back then, but she was like, hey, I need to do some, uh, get some photos and get some uh, creative pieces of a student org. And so Kendria was on our worship team, and Kendria said, hey, come to worship practice early with me. Get what you need. Feel like you can stay or uh, leave if you want to. That's totally up to you, no pressure. And so she came. I'm not on the worship team, so I was just kind of walking around, just praying over things, and I see Lori. And so uh, her and I started talking, started spending time together, and then uh, Lori accepted Christ and got baptized through Chi Alpha in the river, which is kind of our tradition in the river, right? And then, you know, Lori, because Lori and Kendra are still super close, but because we made space for Lori, now I have a best friend who also goes to Rad, right? And that could not have happened unless Kendria made space for someone who maybe wasn't super just like her, right? And so we need to make room for people like that. I love reading the books that I'm reading right now. Our books are talking about deconstruction and racial divide and biblical womanhood and all these different things um, that are really challenging how we see the body of Christ. That's really challenging our norms to make sure that we are loving people the way that we need to, that we see each other as vital, see each other as the way that Jesus does. So again, we have to make room for all the different parts of the body, regardless if they look, speak, or act differently than us. And why is that? It's because we are all vital to the body of Christ. If you guys will stand with me, we're going to pray a little bit. Um, those who are um, had signed up to get baptized, you guys are already dismissed. And if y'all want to head out into the hallway, uh, Pastor Richard will set you up with all the t-shirts and everything to get you guys ready for baptism. So I'm super excited for that. But all this thing, all this sounds great, right? But what if you don't know what that love is quite yet? Maybe you're new to the idea of having an unconditional love, uh, experiencing unconditional love with Jesus. Are you someone who, do you want that? I know there's a lot of information that seems kind of weird or scary or maybe not normally how we speak or talk about things, but trust me when I say the Lord considers you vital, that you're vital to the family of God. You're vital to the kingdom of God. You're vital to this rad fam. College students, you're a vile to Chi Alpha, trust me. Because God loves you so, so much. And He wants to help you discover and deepen your relationship with the person who created you in the first place, right? 
So if you're someone who you want to start that and you don't have to have all the answers first, it's okay. God is not intimidated by your questions, but he wants you to discover with him what it's like to have a relationship with him. So I'm going to pray in a second over you guys. And if you are that person, please come find myself or Pastor Tim or Pastor Richard or somebody um, who's um, just find one of us and we'll talk to you about that. If you want to get baptized again and you did not sign up, please go ahead and head out to the hallway and find Pastor Richard. We would love to celebrate with you guys. The other part that I want us to pray over is if you're part of the body of Christ already, who can you help be more part of the body? Who can you uplift and encourage and help them become more invested in the body of Christ and really discover the purpose that God has for them, right? It's not just about us, right? Jesus loves, loved us so much that he died for us. But as much as he died for you, he also died for your neighbor. And he also sacrificed for them too so they can experience a new life in him. They can experience being a new creation and not have to be um, entrapped with the stress and the worry um, and everything, the life that pulls me down. Whenever you accept Christ as your Lord, you know, you, you still, we still go through hardships. The world is still the world, but they're so minimal to the joy of the Lord. There's a scripture that says, the joy is, of the Lord is my strength. And that regardless of what people say, regardless of how people treat us, regardless of the things we go through that we don't talk to people about, we can still find joy because the Lord is our strength, right? So again, I'll, we'll pray all together. Um, I'll pray over you guys. If you're someone who you're accepting Christ for the first time, come talk to us. We'd love to lo love to love to love on y'all. <laughs> but if you maybe if you're already part of the body of Christ, again, just pray the Lord reveals to you who you can love on more and help them become more invested in the body and deepen the relationship with the Lord. So let's pray, and then we'll head out to baptisms. Lord, thank you so much for just gathering all of us together to worship you, to celebrate you, to celebrate that everything um, that you brought during Easter, all the new people, um, all the people who are going to get baptized right now. But Lord, we pray um, for those who don't know you yet, let them meet you in the way that's unique to them, how you created them whether they're intellectual, maybe they're more practical, maybe they meet you in different ways. God, however you created them, be meet them at that moment, Lord, and show them what it's like to have and be loved unconditionally and have a relationship with you. God, if there's someone in the body, in this community, that we can love on more, that we can uh, show them what it's like to be invested into a community like this, then just soften our hearts toward that. Give us guidance. Give us words and how we can build up the body and help transform his county. Lord, we say all these things in your name and we're so excited to see how you are going to transform the world through Radical Church. We say all these things in your name. Amen.